Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now, your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, it is great to be back in studio. Merry Christmas, dude. Merry Christmas, dude. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. And happy Sharks win, dude. Happy Sharks win, dude. They beat Calgary tonight. They did. They punked Calgary tonight. <laughs> yeah, Calgary didn't look that good. No, no, they didn't. No. I mean, it was uh, borderline embarrassing in moments. I thought they would give Chad Johnson the hook. Yeah. They didn't give him the hook, but they did not. They did not. Uh, they I guess let him Brian in Elliott is that bad? I guess so. I guess so. Or Kind of sad. You're Brian Elliott. You signed this big contract in Calgary. Go to Calgary. We're what? Third of the way into the season? Maybe a little bit more. Can't even, can't even hold on to the starting job. Chad Johnson takes your job. Yeah, I, I don't know what that says. If it's a, if it says that Brian Elliott is a product of the St. Louis system and team being that good. Right. Or if it says that Chad Johnson... Is amazing. Is the second coming. Yes. Chad Johnson is the new Carey Price. He's Chad like, Johnson is your Johnson. He's like Ken Dryden, but better. <laughs> hey, yo. Dude. Dude. It's, it's been a little holidays, while since... Dude, I know. It's, it, it's been... Uh, we got to get off this every like two weeks thing. I know. We got we to Now that you're not like it. dressing in drag anymore, I think we can finally record on a regular basis. Well, dressing in drag on stage. I mean, are you saying <laughs> right. I can't dress in drag off stage? I'm not saying that. No one here How is How dare you that. interfere with my personal life? I am not going to, and I'm sure the listeners wouldn't dream of trying to keep you from doing that. I am what I am, and what I am is an illusion. Dude, name that musical. It's not Hairspray. No, it's not. And if any listener knows what musical that is, and I know one that does. Yes. Is he still listening, though? I hope so. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Tweet at us. Yeah. Because someone's got to know the answer to that one, dude. You know who knows the answer to that? Oklahoma, is it? Dude. Not Oklahoma? No. (laughs) Oklahoma. <laughs> you might get shot in Oklahoma for singing that song. <laughs> make Oklahoma great again. Dude. That's right. Make it great again. Well, how about make the Sharks great again? The Sharks playing very well. Um, if you remove the loss in Chicago, which I think you know was disheartening, but not making you despondent, right? I mean, you, you know, they, as you told me tonight as we sat down, you said the Sharks gave that game away. They were up one nothing. As crazy as it sounds, Darling played really well. He made a lot of key saves when he needed to. The Sharks had some good chances. They could have made that game 2 nothing a number of different ways, and Darling held strong. They scored a good goal to tie the game, and then, in my opinion, it was a bad goal to take the lead, and the Sharks seemed deflated at that point, and it was kind of over because it was in Chicago. So... It was really unfortunate. They had an opportunity to win that game, and they couldn't. Chicago is still very good, very dangerous, and it sucks. It makes me mad because Chicago should suck by now, but they don't, (laughs) and they're still very good. They still find a way. I mean, they've kept that outstanding core together, and they bring in different role players from year to year, and 
You know, the Sharks have had definitely more consistency in terms of their roster. But we know how Doug Wilson loves to emulate patterns, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, with the expansion draft coming up, which I know is a topic that we're going to tackle here in a moment, that uh, that could be a, a pattern that he may be looking towards to see if you keep your core, your must-haves together, how can you fill in the blanks? They've made they've they've traded some good players, you know, and sold high on them at the right time and have been able to get good, useful pieces back in return. And, you know, you wonder if if the Sharks could find themselves in a similar position coming up soon, very soon, Yeah, depending on how they want to go with the expansion draft. But I think mo- most importantly right now, I mean, the Sharks look good. Um, they looked very good tonight. And in a division that is not so strong, right? I think it's hard to make an argument against them being the clear front runner in the Pacific um, if they can continue to play the way they are. And this is without some very key pieces playing well. I mean, they're missing Hurdle out for injury. Joel Ward, who is a key piece to this team, got scratched tonight. You know, he he got. He got healthy scratch tonight, too. Joe Ward for the second time in, in, in three games. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because they scratched Donskoy for one game. They scratched Schlemko tonight. Yeah. In, in favor I, of Dylan DeMello. I, I, I don't I don't buy that as a performance thing. I think that, that Schlemko's been fighting some sort of injury and they might just have been giving him a night off, you know. Um I don't know. I mean I guess. I don't know. It it makes me a little nervous. I mean, what what's up with Ward? What's up he's with that? He's getting older, dude. I mean, like he's But he was good last year. I mean, yeah. he was really good last year. I'm not worried about it. I okay. I'm, I'm 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 honestly I'm not worried about it. Like I, I don't think that they should trade Joel Ward. Yeah. You know, I I don't think they're looking to get rid of Joel Ward. I mean, Joel Ward is an important part of what He's been a piece that's been missing off this team for so long, but, it, but this is good news in so many ways that the Sharks have some young forwards that maybe we weren't expecting to all come onto the scene at the same time. Yeah, you know, Timo Meyer didn't do a whole lot tonight, but I mean, you could see he in had, moments he had, he had a couple good chances. He had a couple good chances. And LeBanc, I mean, yeah, LeBanc's not going anywhere. Like, I mean, as of right now, he's sticking. He's very dangerous. The thing I like about both of them, seeing them in person tonight, like they've got balls. Like yeah. both of them, like they, like they, LeBanc stick handling in traffic. Like he doesn't look nervous. Mm-hmm. He, he plays like a veteran. And I feel like I see the same thing for Timo Meyer. And he's doing it in the right situations, right? It's it's one thing to. You don't want to stick handle your way through two defensemen when you're at the offensive blue line because when it goes the other way, you're in deep trouble. But if you're deep in territory, if you're in the dots, and you're trying to stick handle through a guy and create a scoring chance on your own, yeah, it shows confidence. And it shows confidence at the right point in the game, right? You gotta, you can't just constantly just have a huge head and think, oh, I can go through any NHL defenseman this league can throw at me because if you do that, you're going to be embarrassed pretty quickly and you're going to find yourself sitting on the bench or just completely out of the lineup because the players are too good. <laughs> They're going right. to just make you look stupid. Right. But but they do it at the right time and it and it looks like, oh, if they got one more touch, that would have been in the net, right? And that's that's the kind of danger you want to see as opposed to 
you know, when Joe Thornton has the puck and he's right in the slot between the circles, no one, you know, they just, no one even bothers to try to block a shot because no one knows, everyone knows he's not going to shoot. This is, I don't think there's any need to push the panic button right now. Like in terms of there's, yes, you know, the Sharks have some expensive players being scratched on a nightly basis. Yes, there seems to be open roster competition for playing time. How is this bad? This is a good thing. When you look at who was scratched tonight, okay, you could probably say that on, you know, two-thirds of NHL rosters that, you know, all three of those guys would probably get suited up. You know, Matt Nieto can't, Matt Nieto is nowhere even close to sniffing playing time right now. Yep. And he's not a garbage player. No. He's not garbage. You know, he's just not good enough to get into the lineup right now because Timo Meyer and LeBanc have been unexpectedly impactful, at least especially from Kevin LeBanc's perspective, that I don't think we expected him or both of them to be playing right now. And, you know, it, kind of circles back to the Tomas Hurdle situation, which I think we talked about originally. I don't think there's any rush. What's the rush? Like, I mean, there's no rush to bring him back cap-wise and situation-wise. You don't need to push it. Let him get right before you bring him back because the Sharks are deep enough to weather the storm. Absolutely. And they're, they're leading the division, so there's no reason to panic. There is no reason to panic. The only thing that worries me about Ward is I, I... I hope that there isn't some sort of problem between Ward and DeBoer. That's the one thing I don't want to see. If It certainly seems like DeBoer has a thing for Michael Haley, which I don't quite understand. But, okay, that's fine. You know, coaches like certain players, maybe I don't understand it, I don't see it, but I'm just sitting in the stands, you know. I'm not, I'm not there watching him work out every day, watching him practice and so forth. But I, I don't want to see him play Michael Haley over Joel Ward. Like, that... I don't see upside there. Well, that's not going to happen at the end of the year, dude. You know, I mean, we're if you're if you're trying to give Joel Ward a little wake up call, yeah, being scratched two of the last three, that's a little wake up call. You know, I mean, this man has built a career on hard work. That's you know? true, and uh, doing the dirty work and scoring the difficult goals and. You know, come April, come May, Joel Ward's going to be in there and he's going to be playing 15, 16 minutes. It's going to be an important part of the team's success, just like he was last year. True. And, you know, this is a long season. Yeah. I mean, people should not be panicking about Joel Ward not playing twice. And same with Schlemko tonight. Like, everybody... It's the nice part. Dylan DeMello's getting to play a little bit. He's good. Maybe next game, Dylan doesn't play. Right. And maybe the next game, Paul Martin gets the day off. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. what's wrong with that? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you see this in the NBA all the time, and it's infuriating. Well, in the NBA, they don't play the whole team, apparently. Well, some I nights. mean, yeah. I mean, if you're the San Antonio Spurs, you sit like... All of your stars. Well, didn't the Cavs sit the like Cavs did LeBron that and everybody else? Right. Which uh, the only downside to that is a it's a publicity nightmare totally. for the team when they come to town and you've got people paying a couple hundred bucks to come to the game to see those players. But no one's paying a couple hundred bucks to come see David Schlemko. So 
<laughs> let him rest. Like, I mean, what, what, let him rest. Well, maybe right? his cousin's in town, maybe. too. Maybe. Well, then you'd like to think his cousin has maybe a Maybe Larry Schlemko wants to maybe see him. Maybe Larry. Leisure suit Larry Schlemko. That's what they call love, him. Love his work. Yeah. Well, then they can go to Iguana's after and get a burrito. Just, they could. You know? They could get the burrito Zilla. They could and, they could. and he'd be very rested. He'd have lots of time to eat it. But you got to eat it within like six minutes in order to get on the wall. These are all good problems. I mean, I, these are the kinds of problems we've been dying to have. Oh, Seriously. the Sharks have too many good young players. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Right. Woo-hoo. Dude, the only, the only point at which you could say the Sharks have too many good young players is what you mentioned earlier, the expansion draft, right? And we got an email here from Paul. Paul. Paul has two questions. First of all, which forward defenseman is the most susceptible to the Vegas expansion draft? Dude, so I, I sense a digression here. What are the rules for the Vegas expansion draft? Well, you can either protect seven forwards and three defensemen or eight skaters. Right. And if you have a no movement, no trade clause, you are automatically protected. So we talked about this a little bit earlier. So we know that people who have no movement clauses or no trade clauses are there's three forwards and three defensemen. There's... Paul Martin, Vlasic, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Burns. Right. And then on the forward side, it's Couture, Pavelski, and ironically, Joel Ward. So those are the six players that will be protected as far as we know. Now, I mean, like... Not counting Jumbo and Marlowe, who have no movement clauses, but they're going to be unrestricted free agents. They're unrestricted free agents. So unless the Sharks sign them to an extension prior to the expansion draft, which is... Possible. Possible, but I think unlikely. Okay, which I know makes you nervous. We'll get into that in a second. Right now, the Sharks have six players that are automatically protected. As far as we know. No, I mean, we may be wrong, and we don't know what the what the difference between the no movement. Is it a partial no movement? Does that factor into? But I, for as far as I understand, and listeners, if you know differently, please tweet at us or send us an email and tell us. If you have any sort of no movement, no trade, then you are protected. Right. So those are the six players that are staying. And of course, Martin Jones will be the protected goalie, you know? Mm-hmm. So the question is, dude, will the Sharks go the seven and three or the eight skaters? It, it's tough. And we went round and round about yeah. this tonight, yeah. trying to figure out what the best strategy is because the Sharks are so deep. I think there's one thing that's not under debate. The Sharks are going to lose a good player. Yeah. And they're going to lose a player that is an important part of their rotation. No doubt. And and the thing is that I didn't know that I think we learned by looking up some stuff earlier in the night is that Vegas has to choose a team from uh, a player from every team. That's right. So the Sharks will lose a player. It's not like But only one. Only one. But I thought maybe oh well the you know the, a normal active roster is 21 players and so I was like okay well or 23 even. Okay, so that means there there might be seven teams that don't have a player taken. Well, that's not true. They're going to have to take 30 players, and I think there's even a, a a breakdown that they need to take so many forwards and defensemen and goalies and so on. So the Sharks are going to lose a player. The question is, which player? Dude, If you, so going back to Paul's question, which forward or defenseman is the most most susceptible to the Vegas expansion draft, dude? Well, I, I think the biggest fear is that Justin Braun is the most susceptible. Right. If the Sharks go the seven and three, they cannot protect Justin Braun. And as we talk tonight, I just don't see a situation where that is acceptable. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that's acceptable. Like, 
And then you have to figure that. So they'll go eight skaters. Well, that's what I would assume. I think the other option is that in the offseason before the expansion draft, they trade Justin Braun and decide, okay, well, if we're going to lose him, then I want a first-round pick in return or a second or whatever they can get from somebody else. Which I think we're going to see a lot of moves like that. I think Mm. we're going to see a lot of moves of players who are under contract that have some real value that another team might protect. You know, probably two-thirds of the NHL would probably protect Justin Braun, no question. Right. The Sharks are going to struggle to do that because in order to do that, then they're going to have to protect, you know, let's say you go eight, right? Mm -hmm. If you go eight and you protect Braun as -hmm. your seventh, then your eighth player is Chris Tierney. Tomas Hurdle, Jonas Donskoy, who's your eighth player? Right. Like, that's tough. And then um, whoever you don't protect, then you go, okay, well, then Vegas has their pick of Donskoy or Hurdle or Schlemko or Dylan. Right. Right? That's tough. We're going to lose one of those guys. Right now, I think, you know, it's a heartless business. Right now, I don't protect Tomash Hurdle. Three knee injuries on the same knee. I have no confidence that he's going to have a long career in the NHL with that kind of injury history. I can't disagree and, with that. And it's terrible. It's terrible to say, and I feel terrible saying it. But the fact is, he's a great player, and I want him to come back at 100%. But three knee injuries, I'm not optimistic. And, dude... It's a, he's our player right now, so it's hard to bag on him, right? Yeah, I can't. But but he has never been like he was yeah. when he first started, and it was that sensational between-the-legs goal scoring and that crazy, like, he's been good since then and an important part of the team in, in other ways that go beyond goal scoring, right? Yeah. But that's one of those tough calls that you go, okay, are you really going to leave a young impactful center like Chris Tierney exposed for free? How could you do that? Right. Like, how could you do that? I think that he is the eighth player that you Tierney protect. over Don's quit. Yes. Yes. I think you have to. And then you, you Tierney or Braun. Oh God. Braun. Yeah. I think you're right. For the reason that the Sharks are deeper at forward right now in terms of the AHL, right? They have Barkley Goodrow, right. who we haven't even talked about, who's playing well. We have Nikolai Godobin, who right. we haven't really talked about, who's playing well. We can't afford to lose a defenseman. We can afford to lose a forward. And, you know, the the nice luxury is that, you know, you have you don't have a situation where you're scratching David Schlemko tonight to play Dylan DeMello. Right. So you have 7D. So, you know, I mean, they may think, okay, well, Braun... Is making four plus million dollars. Eh, go ahead and take him. You know what I mean. And yeah. and if they feel like Demello can slot into that spot, makes me nervous. Yeah, for a cup contender, which is what the Sharks should be considering themselves as, makes me nervous. But you know, it's we can't know what way they're going to lean. You know, I mean, but. But it's hard to not imagine that it's going to be with the eight. But then you know you're giving up two other players, but you're trying to get yourself to seven forwards, 
Let's try and name the seven. Yeah. Name the seven right now. Well, if we're going to name the seven, then we have to assume that either Jumbo or Marlo is signed. Well, Marlo, that's an absolute no. Right. Like, that's not going to happen. Okay, so we'll say Jumbo, Pavs, Couture, Ward, as we said. And then that's four. Donskoy, Tierney, that's five and six. Hurdle. So Hurdle is the seventh. See, and then let's talk about Jumbo for a second. I think that there is a very small percentage chance that Joe Thornton is signed before the expansion draft. I don't think they're going to do it because I, I don't think Joe Thornton wants to go anywhere else. I think that there will be a, I can imagine Joe Thornton and Doug Wilson sitting across from each other at a table, staring deep into each other's eyes, <laughs> say, well, what do you want to do next year? What do you want to do next year? Yeah. And they just gaze at each other and they understand what's going to happen. And, you know, and yeah, is that tampering? I don't know. Is that going to happen on like 10 other teams? Absolutely. Yeah, it is. You know, <laughs> he, he's not going anywhere. So why waste a protected spot on him? Like it's if Joe Thorne at 38 wants to go play for Vegas, have a great time. You want to go play for another team? Okay. And they're going to blow. They're going to be horrible. It's going to be terrible. You know what I mean? And and he's not... Could he have an opportunity to go make some money and play for another team? Do you want to go back to Boston? Do you want to go, you know, play, you know, third fiddle in Pittsburgh and maybe make a run at a cup? You know, maybe he wants to do that. I don't know. I don't think that that's the case. I think he would rather walk shirtless down the streets of the East Coast with Brent Burns. That's true. So there's plenty more cities that they haven't walked shirtless down. If you're if you're Thornton, do you want to take up that spot on the protected roster, or do you want them to protect Donskoy? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think it's for him. It's a no brainer. Okay, yeah, I can wait a couple more days. I'm gonna get mine. I've already gotten mine. I'm I'm very rich, man. Yep. You know, so. That's just my thought, dude. I hope so. I hope so. Dude, the, the uh, there's w- so much, sorry, there's so much l- of the season left that, you know, a things, lot can change. Yeah, things a can lot definitely can change. change. And I think we're going to see some moves around the trade deadline that have very little to do with this season and a lot to do with next. Yeah. Because there are some players out there that teams just can't protect. And. If they know they're just going to straight up lose them, they may try and get an asset for them now. Right. When they already have some tough decisions to make. And I'm not talking about the Tommy Wingleses of the world. I'm talking about if the Sharks are having to make a decision on a Donskoy versus Tierney and someone offers you something pretty significant for either of them, you have to listen. Well, here's the name we haven't even mentioned. Mikkel Bodker. Well... I mean, the way Mikel Bodker is playing, which, you know, he had a few good looks tonight, right? Yeah, he's had a few good looks a lot lately. I think you're just going to dare them to take him. Right. You, you want to take his contract? Go ahead. Yeah, I guess, right? No, he's not It's disappointing, on, but it's true. Uh, but I haven't given up on him either. Not you at know, all. I don't think Sharks fans should give up on him. You know I mean? It's got a long ways to go, and that the guy is way too talented and also has way too much of a track record in this league. To look at him and go, bust. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a some consistent... People saying, some people are saying this guy's a bust already. I mean, the Sharks have played 34 games. I mean, come on. This guy's been in the league a long time. 
I think we should give him more than 34 games. He's a he's a known quantity. He's a he's he's a high 40, low 50s point scorer. Like yeah. the guy's not a bust. Like he's not. Is he playing great? No, no. Yeah. But you're not gonna. But I do think I wouldn't protect him over Chris Tierney. I wouldn't protect him over Jonas Donskoy at this point. Right. You dare Vegas to take him, and they might. But the Vegas is going to zero in on one of our defensemen. We've got too many good defensemen, dude, that we're going to yeah. lose either Braun, Dylan, DeMello, or Schlemko. We're going to lose one of them. It's going to happen. It's not going to be DeMello. But why, why, wouldn't, why not? Because you'll have... I think you'll have guys with a more proven track record. You have Schlemko. I would take. But if you're would Vegas, you're going to get a kid who has a year left on his deal. You'd have his restricted rights. He's ready to be an NHL player. It's cheap. You could end up with a gold mine, like a like a mini, a find. I think he's exactly the kind of player they would they'd be interested in. It's a good point. If Vegas is smart, they don't take anybody over 32 years old. <laughs> if they're smart, in my opinion. Well, they take all young players because yeah. there's no reason to get. It's too bad we have to protect Paul Martin. That's really, to be perfectly honest, and I like Paul Martin as a player, and he's definitely the rock to Brent Burns. And he's we, the babysitter, dude, and we need him. Yeah, but why would I, you mess with that? But I don't want to. Honestly, if I had a choice, I would not want to protect him in the expansion draft because one, I don't think Vegas would want him. Why would? As an expansion team, would you want a 36 or 37 year old defenseman? That doesn't make sense. To, he's a he's a good player, and in his heyday, he was a great player. But you're going to see guys like that pick, dude. You're going to see guys like that pick to be they're role gonna, they're models. Gonna take Troy Brower or something? <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> maybe they're not going to pick Troy Brower in the expansion draft. They might. That doesn't make sense. They might. Well, they have to spend a certain percentage of the cap. They Over, have to overpay for Jeff Petrie. Ah, somebody already did that. <laughs> <laughs> overpay again. <laughs> Dude, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in studio. What's the second part of this question? Given the Sharks actually have forward depth, as we just mentioned, true. what would be the optimal bottom six, dude? Assuming nobody's hurt, assuming all the guys from the Barracuda are in play, the current roster, etc., Michael Haley could center the second line, whoever you want. What's, what's the optimal bottom six, dude? Well, I mean, I think to do that, you have to go and establish who's the top six, yeah. which I think is hard. It you know is what I mean? Hard. So, you okay, well, what they rolled out tonight, right? They rolled out Marlowe, Thornton, Pavs. Yeah. And then the second line was Couture, LeBanc, and Donskoy. Right. Right? So the third line would then be Hurdle. This is the optimal. Tierney. Well, Tierney's not on the third line. Tierney's going to center the fourth line. He'll center the fourth line. Who's going to center the third line? Hurdle. Okay. Hurdle Ward. We're actually going to put him in center now? <laughs> He's well, who's the old... other center then, dude? Wingles? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I'll humor you. Tierney, I Hurdle. You, you... Tierney, Tierney, Hurdle, Ward. Okay. That's your third line. Tierney. See, yeah. but I don't like it. See, I already don't like it. I Hurdle, Meyer. Yeah. Don Ward. Hurdlemeyer Award. And then your fourth line is Tierney. Yeah. Wingles. Yeah. I, I I don't want to see the Sharks give up on Tommy Wingles. Like I, I think that he brings so many things to the table that I don't are have not a, part I don't of have the a box problem. score. I don't have a problem with Tommy Wingles. 
and Carlson. LeBanc. Did we not say LeBanc? We haven't said LeBanc yet. I thought LeBanc was on that second line tonight. Well, I'm a, okay. Well, see, I'm, I have a different idea. I mean, don't we put Hurdle on the first line with Jumbo and Pavs, and then we put Donskoy with Marlowe and Couture on the second line? That's kind of been the top six. And then we have Ward, Tierney, and Meyer on the third line. But LeBanc is not a fourth line kind of guy. I see. This is where it gets tough. That's great. Yeah. These are the good, maybe Joel Ward's on the fourth line. Maybe Joel Ward's on the fourth line. And we put LeBanc on the third line, so it's it's Ooh, Ward. Oh, hold on now, stop. Tierney, LeBanc, and Meyer. Carlson, don't forget. Tierney, LeBanc, and Meyer, third line. Yeah. That's fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> These are great conversations. Like last year, I, I would have paid for you to have this conversation with me because we 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 thought we were just so dead in the water right carlson's on carlson's on the carlson's on the border right and and we haven't even said the words in matt nieto no we haven't he's not on he's not close right now (laughs) he's not close so it's tough paul it's tough these are it's a good problem to have to to need some clarity on this dude i don't know if you read the email from Andy, it was really long. Andy. It was really long, but I read it with great interest. So I'm not going to read it on the podcast because it is too long. If anybody really wants Andy's email about what's wrong with Leicester City, I will be happy to forward it to you because I think it actually contains many gems of wisdom. But I'm not going to read it on the podcast because, n- frankly, nobody cares. So Except I, for us. I can tell you what's wrong with Leicester City. They suck? No. You want to know? What? Um, I saw this movie with my daughter called Princess and the Frog where this guy sells his soul to a voodoo man (laughs) and becomes really handsome for a little while. Right. But then the voodoo wears off and he becomes a frog again. This is Leicester City. Yep. Okay. (laughs) I think this makes a lot more sense. Andy has seven points. You only have one one point regarding a princess and a a frog. (laughs) It was a good email, though. Yeah. (laughs) It was a really good email. I really enjoyed it, Andy, and I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to read it on the show, but... Keep them coming because I do enjoy a little <laughs> premiership talk now and again because the Spurs are going to be stuck in the Europa again. They're going to be out of the I top know, four dude, well, again. But uh, even though they have like two of the most impressive, fun young players, so then they had did not have a good showing in Champions League. But let's, let's move on. I mean, I want the Spurs to try. And, I want Spurs to try and win Europa. That's what I would really like to see them make a run at some hardware this year, dude. Why not? Why not? Let's move on. Dude, okay, NHL, anything interesting? We have Edmonton coming. Well, we never talked about this, but I would like to talk about Gerard Gallant getting (laughs) fired in Florida. That was like two months ago. I know. It was not two months ago. It was a couple weeks ago, dude. All right. And he had to take his own taxi (laughs) to the airport? I mean, (sighs) what a train wreck, right? (laughs) I mean, what a... What a total, total train wreck in Florida. They've completely, completely screwed that up. The only thing funnier than that was how there was a game recently, I can't remember exactly which game it was, where Vancouver was up by three and they gave up six goals in the third period and (laughs) lost. (laughs) Oh, Vancouver's terrible. That was so funny. I just... The the Florida Panthers smell like San Francisco 49ers just coming. Yeah. Coming down the... Just coming for you. I mean, you, you, talking about a, a group of people that thought they were just way too smart. For everybody else, this guy Tom Rowe. Oh boy, what? A, what? 
I'm the GM. I'm going to fire the coach that everybody likes a lot and was nominated for coach of the year last year, right? Or did he even win? Did he win? I don't even know. He was nominated at least. And they weren't even that far out of the playoffs. You fire him. You replace him with, let me guess, who's the best person? Oh, me. I'm going to replace him. (laughs) Me. And then... Like and then they have a full blown like panic mode in the front office, and the guy that they basically sent like um like Silicon Valley like they sent him to the roof to go spend time with the big head yeah yeah, yeah. Dale Talon yeah they summon off the roof <laughs> hey big head come back down you're, you're running the team again you're running everything oh <laughs> what a mess oh, it's such God. a mess I mean it makes you. Uh, <laughs> it makes you realize that you're lucky to have some stability, which is funny to even say that when I think we were all calling for DW's head only a few 12 months, months ago. Yeah. Oh, you know, well. but anyway, he's looking like the, the prince of hockey at the moment. Yeah, they're looking pretty good. The Sharks are looking pretty good, dude. But Edmonton's coming in, which yeah. is going to be. For the first time in a long time, yeah, an Edmonton a, game is going to be interesting. I'm excited to see that game, dude. Me and too. I think it'll be a very, um, I think it will be an emotional game for both sides. I think Edmonton's going to want to show mm-hmm. that they're for real, and I think the Sharks are going to want to show their old coach that he can go shove it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to watching that game for sure. And Philly's coming. Right before New Year's, they always seem to play us. This the Flyers, they're they're hot. Slow start, but they've really turned it around and um, super hot. They're playing very well. Yeah, they won ten or eleven straight. They not, sure did. not long ago. They did. They did. And then we got you know two two, two single trips to L.A., which is so lame. Where makes the schedule should just be slapped. Sharks <laughs> have to go to Anaheim on the twenty seventh, and then down to L.A. on New Year's Eve. With a single home game in between the night before. It's just so stupid. Yeah. But anyways, it is what it is, at least a short trip. It's a pretty it's a pretty big week. Um with with four tough games. I mean, these are these are some tough games coming up here, dude. Yeah. Um, but I like it. I, I like the way the Sharks are playing and I I like their chances. I don't like the chances of Aaron Dell drawing a single minute this week at all. <sighs> That still is stuck in my craw. I really don't like how little he is playing because he's played well every outing. He hasn't had a bad outing. It's one thing if he's sh- been shaky one or two starts and you don't know if you have the confidence. You've got to put the guy in the lineup, and you've got to put him in the lineup against a team that you're not sure you're going to beat. So if if you could play him in one of these four games, where does he go? Either Philly or L.A. Which one does he play? Uh, I would play him. I would play him New Year's Eve against LA. Me too. Me too. And I might play him against Anaheim. No, next week. Well, that might be what you do, but there's no way that's going to happen. I know, and it's he's going to play one of these four games, dude. And I think he'll play the LA game. I think you're right. I think you're right. He deserves to play, and I think that poor Martin Jones deserves a little break. He you had know? another good but, night tonight, Martin yeah, Jones. Yeah, he did. He played very well, dude. He played very well. And then Jones, he can get a little little taste back at L.A. on, on January 3rd. The Sharks have back-to-back games against the Kings. But I, I'm really looking forward to more than anything this week, that Edmonton game. Because I, 
I still have a hard time wrapping my mind around the Oilers being for real, even though I know how talented that team is. How could they not be? They have that, eight number one picks. But, you know, their their defense situation, I still I don't get it. Like yeah. I, I don't I don't find that to be an intimidating prospect, but somehow they're playing very well and I want to see it in person. So I'm I'm looking forward to it too. Well they have maybe the MVP right now, so <laughs> yeah. It helps to have Connor McDavid. He's got Absolutely. four. He's got forty points already. Yeah, and Drysaddle's playing well. Lucic has been a, a very strong signing for them. <laughs> you just kind of go down yeah, the list here. You know, good. I mean, yeah, I mean they they have they have good stats except for the Nuge and a minus nine. <laughs> yeah. um, they've got good stats, dude. They do. They do. They got a lot of. They got a lot of weapons. Yeah, Chris Russell is on that team. Yeah. we were trying to remember where Chris Russell ended up. He ended up there. Adam Larson, six points, a minus three. That's who they got for. Uh, yep. But they have Andre Sakara, who's playing well. He's playing yeah. real well. So good for him. He's clearly their stalwart at the moment. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be nice to have Edmonton relevant. Because <laughs> they have not been relevant in a it's long time. It's just funny to me that Larson is their fourth defenseman, like in terms of playing time, and that's who they traded Taylor, Taylor Hall, Hall to get a number four. Basically, bizarre. We we might have been able to get Taylor Hall for Justin Braun. You think we could have gotten Taylor Hall for Justin Braun? Probably. Yeah. I mean, based on that. Yeah. Yes. Although Larson is younger. True. Maybe I'm just overvaluing Justin Braun, but Adam Larson is not he's not like the man. Anyway, this is this is water under the bridge. But anyway, it, this is going to be a fun game and and before the holiday, it's uh, something to tune into cuz I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this because I you always like to see the Canadian teams doing pretty well and obviously with a potential MVP coming along, certainly bad blow with Lucic and and the extra drama associated with Tom McClellan being behind the bench. This yeah. is going to be a don't miss game. Absolutely. This, this is a game you cannot miss. Absolutely. So, dude, that's going to be a, a good present for Sharks fans going into the holiday, dude. And I want to wish you and all the listeners a very Merry Christmas. Thanks, dude. Um, feeling like uh, warm inside. Like I just ate good. A ton of cookies and eggnog. And I'm feeling very warm because the Sharks are playing quite well. Mm. And I'm I'm quite confident in their ability at the moment. Well, Merry Christmas to all the listeners, dude. And we hope to speak to you again soon. We should try and get another one in before the new year. I hope so. I have my annual pilgrimage to Mississippi coming up, dude. So Mudbugs, uh, dude? Yeah, there's no this is the River Kings dude in there. They're not going to be at home. But there's like a Louisiana team or something? That's too far away. Too far. Yeah. You, the, the South isn't like, it's not like going to Milpitas okay. from uh, San Jose, dude. It's a, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a hike. Yeah. You know, and, and um, I understand that. You know, there's, there's, Maybe, no, there's no cars down there. So Gus's fried chicken? You got to walk. Gus's, I really hope I can make Gus's. And I think my daughter's old enough now to maybe want to, like she, she might want to go. The chicken's a little spicy, dude. It's a little Love spicy. the Gus's know, fried chicken. I know it's so though. good, but I mean, I just I don't know. I don't, know. I have her I don't care. Explode. I don't care. Okay, we'll go. You, you just give her the cornbread or something, and then you eat the chicken. Done. I think we have a plan. Done. Happy holidays, everybody. See ya. Go sharks. Go sharks.
show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.